Hello and welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm your sexy ranch hand co-host Calderness. This week we're going to be talking about the Scott Porter unboxing videos, national news from the ROC, our games that we played in the Kilted Classic hosted by Critical Clicks. This is episode 319. Howdy, howdy, let's get rowdy. <laughs> Dial H for Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com. You can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Heroclix singles and sealed products. Make sure to check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me in the studio, like always, is my nemesis, Simeon Bruce. What's going on, Simeon? Not too much, you know. Didn't die of heat stroke this week. Kind of felt like I was gonna. Ah, it was, uh, it was in the 90s here. What was it, uh, what was it down there? It was, little, yeah, it was like hot mid 90s. Mid 90s? The, I, I don't know what the humidity level was, but it reminded me of being in Florida, where like, I was oh, like, I just awful. wish it would rain. Like, it would be overcast, like 95, Jeez. completely overcast, still getting sunburned. And I was like, please just rain. Please give me some wind. <laughs> Do something. Ah, uh, yeah. A little bit of, so like in the winter, it's like, it won't, wouldn't be so bad if it weren't for this wind. And then in the summer, you're like, man, I would kill for some wind right now. And that's yeah, how it be sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. like every week, we like to start off with what made us happy this week. Simeon, what made you happy this week, my man? This week, what made me happy was not dying from heat stroke. I survived. No, just kidding. Uh, what actually made yeah, me happy not this week... death. Uh, I mean, makes me happy, I guess, every week. Yeah, but yeah. I was hoping for a bit more than that. We'll, we'll get to it in a little bit, but uh, okay. what made me happy this week was some figures that I've been saying, man, I really wish that, like, we'd get those. It's such a shame that they, like, skipped them. I really wish that they'd be in this set, but they're not. I hope we get them down the line. And then uh, WizKids graced us with some sweet 3D renderings, so. Okay. Yeah, we're going to talk about that, those bad boys and girls in news here. It was uh, quite a lot of things that made me happy this week. I had a great week. I love it when I have a great week. I love it when I don't have to sit at my computer and be for like 10 minutes and be like, man, what made my existential dread go away? Well, what was the thing this week that I can say on a podcast make myself look like not a boring person? Whatever. But no, I had a great week this week. There were so many uh, amazing, beautiful things that happened, and I loved it. Uh, in the play, I am currently uh, doing rehearsals for. We did our first off-book act one night, and I was pretty close only, only, only screwed up like two lines, so I was very happy about that. I um, helped one out, you know, if your neighbors need help, you help them. And I was uh, working at this guy's place. They're very German people. I'm not going to go into any of the stories. Uh, it would be like a Patreon-exclusive podcast. But um, I had a hilarious time. They're great people. I love them. Uh, the work was hard, but uh, they made me lunch and dinner every single day. And it was awesome. And then uh, just the overall dinner conversation was truly, truly a blessing in disguise. <laughs> I, I'll leave it there. Uh, and then I also dropped a ton of money, wasted a lot of money on a EarthX Captain America resin statue. But it's like the most beautiful thing I have in my collection right now. It uh, cost me a little over $200. It's a little over a foot tall. And it's just really heavy Captain America EarthX statue made in 2002 by uh, Alex Ross and Jeff Jarrett or some 
name like that, uh, who helped sculpting and painting of it. And it's just a beautiful statue. And then as soon as I showed that to a fellow collector, Chad Birdsall, uh, an all-around dummy thick player, he uh, instantly sent me an eBay link to a bronze version of the statue, which is even more <laughs> rare. And uh, I may or may not have also bought that. That's also just such a beautiful <laughs> statue. Being oh, slightly more shit. rare, it was also slightly more money. Um, but man, uh, once you buy high quality toys, like I literally have a collection of like all the end game McDonald's toys, right? And they bring me joy. But like this one, like two, yeah, it was a pain in the butt trying to collect all these and I'm still missing a few. Right. But, um, I I literally went around to McDonald's all throughout whatever. That's a different story. Um, so yeah, like I have like literally the cheapest of cheap toys in my collection and I have really an, an expensive statue um, expensive for me, maybe 200 bucks is not enough for other people, but like, I have a really nice statue that, that's heavy. It's, um, you know, it's one of, I think it was 1,941. So it's 1940, 1941 is the amount they made of that one. Then the bronze statue, I'm going to have number 36 out of like 48 or something like that, which is really cool. So very, very excited about that stuff. I also got a WWE shop order and it was like Christmas. It was beautiful. I got a WWE shop order in where I had my stallion battalion shirt, my original bro hat. Um, current news for Matt Riddle. I think I'm going to hold off on wearing those in public for a while. Uh, and then we'll get going with that. I also got my dice from clicks in it. The captain America dice. I won for $1 on their Patreon. I, I tell this to everybody. If you love our show, anyone's show, whoever it is, give them at least $1. If all of our listeners had that mindset where just like, I really liked this show. It's literally like paying 25 cents a podcast because it's a dollar a month. Plus we also do a ton of stuff on YouTube. So it's, it's even less than that. If you like support anyone just give them a buck, it doesn't have to be crazy. And if you want to give them more than that, absolutely. But if every single listener gave us a dollar, we could be doing so much crazy, cool stuff. And we're still going to do crazy, cool stuff no matter what. Cause we could this pay is, Scott Porter to appear on we the could, show. Yeah. We could actually pay Scott Porter to appear on the show. It would be quite a lot of yeah. money. His cameos are like 70 bucks, but like one, like probably thing. Yeah. He would. Yeah. I mean, because he'd it's listen awesome. to it and like, he'd be like, uh, I'm only doing it. If you like really pay me. Yeah. Is this for charity or something? Like he'd be like, come on, what is this for? So yeah, but I won Captain America dice. I only gave a dollar. Right. And I, and I won Captain America dice, which is great. They're metal dice. They're the heaviest pair of dice I've had. Um, I wanted to like post a picture saying like how great they were today at the window map I went to, which also made me happy. But they rolled uh, three crit misses in a row. And I'm like, they may be weighted wrong. You know, not that I'm saying like there's a correct way to weight dice, but um, they definitely feel like they were way too used to rolling uh, ones. So I had to like stop using them after the first game. Then I kind of played a few other practice games. They weren't rolling as bad. So I don't know what it, what the mojo was. But they rolled terribly right away. This isn't this isn't to say they're not very nice, you know, quality dice. But uh, they're rolling a little wonky. They're still cats in American dice, and I still love them. And the fact they got them for dollars, it's pretty probably because two weeks ago you were repping Canada on the Thursday. Yeah, that's probably, that was probably it. That's probably it. They they felt the trade. Uh, so yeah, first time I, I rolled dice in real life, I rolled like three crit misses in one game, and I'm like, maybe I'm gonna switch dice. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's what made me happy this week. Sorry, it was a lot of things, but um, I had a great week. You know, it was beautiful. Truly blessed. So let's go ahead, uh, get into the news, because I'm also going to go ahead and talk about my Winamap I played today, and we're just going to lump that in with news, because we might as well.
The Winamap was held by our great friends in Wakefield, Nebraska. We had about 12 people play today. The Wakefield uh, Winamap Warriors. Wakefield Winamap Warriors, baby. And because they normally hold Winamaps. It's, it's a little tough, but like the people around the Nebraska, South Dakota area, we, we get the joke. It's pretty fun. Um, they're great people. Blake is a amazing host. We uh, basically the, the thing we did was you could wear masks if you wanted to. But the winner wiped down the table after it was all over, which was fine. I, I was okay with that. I only won two games, so it didn't bother me none. Um, Lucas got maybe a little tired of cleaning tables, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. So what what the format was? It was no. It was three hundred modern, no objects, no chases, and that that was it. It was figures only, and then no chases. And it was a very weird format to play. A lot of teams came oddly close to Popper with maybe one or two super rares. Uh, I played Prime Batman, Steve Rogers, uh, the common Coulson from the Captain Marvel movie set, five S.H.I.E.L.D. agents to fill out theme, a S.H.I.E.L.D. diplomat, and Roz Solomon. This team originally had Punisher War Machine instead of Roz Solomon, and then his the man inside is the real machine. And then I got there, I set my team out, and Kevin that's looks at me, he's like, primes. Yeah. that's two primes. Yep. I practiced. <laughs> I literally did three practice games yesterday. I played against three different people. One of them, super fan, executive producer, Lucas Tom Van Holland. And literally no one got it. I didn't get it. I built the freaking team. None of my other people, no one else got it. I get there and Kevin's like, how does your team work? I'm like, well, what do you mean? I got... And then I, as soon as I look at them and I see they both have the green ring, like in real life, you know, instead of in fake computer land, I'm like, I'm such an idiot. I was like, well, great. I'm 65 points down. And then I got Roz Solomon and she basically was my running shot flight person. So it was fine. Yeah. yeah I, I actually watched your first practice game and I straight up thought that was regular War Machine. Oh, it was shield. And you were there right? too. That's right. You were there. How can I forget that? Also, Simeon missed it. Thank you, Simeon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, that was really fun. I, I went two and two. Onslaught is probably my my new Mary Marvel. I I hate Onslaught so much. Um, every time I had a chance, I had the best sealed team at nationals, Rocktober last year, and you can argue with me all that but i think i had like the most beautiful synergy out of anyone there and uh i didn't have the right maps i didn't ask for the right maps and i didn't think even think about onslaught uh because i almost never played against him in a battle royale i really didn't play that much onslaught before then and uh, onslaught like destroyed took my maps to be fair uh on paper onslaught like to me i'm sure there's some people that saw like the potential on paper, Onslaught was not the threat that I thought he was going to be in, like, Seal yeah, at yeah. Uh, uh, Worlds, because he just, like, it's all the free stuff, and the camp like, targeted from five squares out. You the five apples kills me every time. That's like that. Yeah. Just Batman. Um, the only reason I beat the other Onslaught I had to face today is because he got close enough where... So the whole strategy, someone's like, well, your team doesn't make any sense. Um, the strategy is that if Batman is holding an object, Coulson can remove a tradecraft token to destroy it, and I can give him pen blast, like turn two, basically. Only bad thing about Batman doesn't have sidestep, so I have to do a move action to pick up an object, which is just awful. So, but either way, it'll let me get a turn to um, fourteen for four damage, pen blast your entire team, which is cool. Um, and he, 
the only reason I ever beat an onslaught is because he made the mistake of I could destroy the object and give Coulson a action as well. Uh, uh, sorry, an attack power. And I used that to TK Batman within the four squares. Uh, and then Batman just started shooting onslaught, which at that point, all he did was in-cap him. He had two tokens, though. I got him off the invulnerability prob, whatever click. And then I got enough shield agents close enough to start nickel and diming him down. And then the shield agents made enough super senses roll. Uh, Batman made a ton of shape change rolls that game. It was, it was a lot of luck for sure. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's the only reason I, I beat the one onslaught team I beat. The other onslaught team I got like halfway through. He killed Roz and Batman really quickly. And I'm like, all right, I concede. And it was also Tristan. And I'm like, I don't want to have to play against Tristan more than I absolutely have to. So <laughs> I'm done. I'm done, man. Sure. So yeah. Uh, I don't think your... seating is great, but whatever. Yeah, it's it's only a win a map, so I mean, it's all um, yeah, yeah. Also, you play Tristan like most of the time, so I do. He's a local, so. What was your favorite team that you faced, and your favorite team that you like didn't face, but you like were like you looked at it and you thought that would have been a fun like matchup. So the favorite team that I had to play against, sadly, I played against like Jonah, Tristan, and I played against two other people from Wakefield, which is Brian and Mike. Um, not Sally. Those guys are great. Um, but like playing against Jonah and Tristan when I just played against them the day before, like sucked. I, I liked Jonah's team because it was very simple, but it was also, it was also a normal, like 300 modern competitive team, which is like two Cyclops, Sentinels, Bastion, uh, the Latvarian engineer, and then a, a group yeah. of guys I can call. Like it's a very, like people have just played this 300 it's modern. There's a Sentinel theme team, right? Yeah. Sentinel theme team. You it's know, cool that that but, can actually happen in modern. Yeah, that's really cool. Like, Sentinel would have never been a keyword that was, like, good. And, like, all the Sentinel generics we got, and, like, maybe the old Nimrod, like, whatever, and even Justin Seyford, like, he was just better with robots, because he didn't have to be Sentinel. He was better with literally any robot than any Sentinel at the time. And nowadays, I'd be like, man, it wouldn't be too bad pairing Justin Seyford with, like, uh, Nimrod or something, you know? Like, he's pretty... Like, now, with Sentinels, Justin's great. Like, normally he's great with just robots, but, like, now Sentinel is an awesome... Sentinel is just an actually good keyword, which is cool. So, and uh, I beat him practice the night before, and he beat me this time. And I was like, you know what? He he learned. He figured out. I also had bad dice rolls. He, like, put two Cyclops Sentinels right up in front of Batman. And I'm like, well, I have to shoot you for four, because I don't want your stupid head going around. So I tried to kill one with Ross Solomon, and I missed. You know, I think I probed it twice, and I missed. And then, like, I boosted Coulson's stats to kill the other one, and I got him. And if I could have killed both in the same turn, that would have been great. And then I could have went better to town with Batman. But, uh, yeah, he, he was able to try Sentinel, retail, all that jazz. So he just he played better, which I, I love it when I see growth in a player, so that's awesome. And then the team I didn't play against that looked fun was a Kyle Rayner, uh Adam team. Looks just cool. Anyone pulling oh, up Con Kyle Connelly, Kyle Rayner, baby. And then the uh, JLU Adam and some other stuff was on there, but like those are the two sculpts that I, I could easily see, right? So it was cool. Those They're always fun people down in Wakefield, so had a great time. But more into the news. I know we've been going for like 15 minutes and we haven't gotten into news that other people probably care about, but that was my fun little Winamap experience. But uh, Simeon, it seems the, uh, the old Avatar, after 100, 100 years, 100 years, has returned. From the from the ice, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, accidentally sealed himself up with his uh, big old luck dragon, Appa. Um, Scott Porter came back with a vengeance. Uh, See, it's a flying was, bison. And it just bothers us. me that you called it a dragon because it's a flying bison. A luck dragon. And, and, is it a luck Falcor. dragon? 
No, I'm making a reference to the never-ending story. Uh, speaking of never-ending story, I've got to show you something later. It was like the weirdest thing. But uh, sorry, keep going. I don't. I don't watch no bad bad '80s movies. I'm sorry. All Offending right. Well, that likes. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Scott Porter, uh, the only person that Scott is qualified to play uh, Mark Spector in any adaptation of Moon Knight. He came back. He did uh, some unboxings for us. So we've got. We just realized we did not do anything for day three. Um, not sure how we spaced that, but we've got day one, day two, four, and five up on Facebook for the most part. Um, so day one, he shows the fast forces. Day two, he shows them again, but with the cards this time. He found them, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And them. then uh, day three, the figure that I was um, not most excited for, but kind of like, you know, inside I was I was most excited for was number 054 Wolverine. So this guy comes in with the Fantastic Four, Weapon X, and X-Men keywords. Not a whole lot going on. Real name, James Howlett. Who would have guessed? Uh, he's got three traits and only one special power. So he's unique. He's 75 points. His first trait is a new kind of fantastic teamwork. When Wolverine hits with a close attack until your next turn, other friendly characters with the Fantastic Four keyword can use Flurry. Now, Flurry is not, like, the greatest power in the world, but it's the only power that... It's the only standard power that allows you to do two attacks in a row. Um, I remember planning teams around the Tigra chase because, from AI because she could grant Flurry. Uh, there's also, like, a few call-ins that could do that. And so, like, Flurry is one of those things where, with the right, like, setup, if you can, and all all this Wolverine has to do is hit with a close attack, which is what he's what he does best. Um, so if he if he manages to do that, and you've built a solid Fantastic Four team around this, like your your Ben Grimm's with like their uh, I don't know eleven attack four damage maybe or something, they can use Flurry with Charge. Uh, any of the people in this set who aren't normally Fantastic Four but have the keyword and you pair them up with this guy, and they can flurry all of a sudden. It's pretty cool. Second trait is I don't stay down easy. And this is the fun one, in my opinion. When Wolverine would be KO'd except by this trait, instead put him on this card with four healing tokens. At the beginning of your turn, remove a healing token. So it's a countdown kind of timer thing. When you remove the last to the last token, place him on the map on click six within four squares of a friendly character with the Fantastic Four keyword. If you can't, KO him. Protected Pulse Wave. So this is going to be, not only is it going to take him a while to weed through this Wolverine's dial, um, hopefully, at least, uh, it's probably going to be fairly late game, and it's going to take four turns for him to pop back up. So there's going to be a good chance that you don't have any Fantastic Four to place him next to. But there's also going to be a good chance that time gets called before he gets scored, so it's just 75 points that your opponent doesn't get a score, and that's not terrible. Um, his last trait is one that's kind of shared throughout. It's the new Fantastic Four, Passenger 1, but only to carry characters with the Fantastic Four keyword. Once per turn, when Wolverine is carried and placed adjacent to two-plus opposing characters after resolutions, he may make a close attack. And then again, when he makes that close attack, if he hits, it gives everyone flurry. So uh, his special speed power that he has for his first three clicks is Charge, Flurry, Sidestep which is very reminiscent of the XXS Super Rare Wolverine, who also had access to those. He also gets, 
When Wolverine KOs an opposing character after resolutions, remove an action token from him. So his dial is nothing super crazy. He's got that special speed power. He's indomitable. He's got two clicks of 18 defense with toughness, 11 attacks with blades, his whole dial, uh, and clicks three through five, or three through four, just three and four. He goes down to a 10 attack. He gets combat reflexes with a 17. So if he's up close, then, uh, he's gonna be, you know, 19s. That's pretty solid. There's also a lot of defense, or defend and like, stuff like that in the Fantastic Four teams. Yes. So it's very possible to give him like a 20 at close. He has three damage from clicks three through seven. He's seven clicks long. On his last two clicks, he gets two clicks of regen with a 16 defense, two clicks of battle fury, survival instincts, and he has flurry from clicks four through seven with a 12 attack on clicks six and seven. And again, blades his whole dial, um, just a really fun, I don't think he'll be, like, super competitive. He's also unique, um, so you can't play more than one, which makes sense because it would be, like, an endless supply of guys getting sidelined and not scored. And we know from the Ultra Chase Captain Marvel that uh, the game does not end once all the pieces are off the board anymore. You have to wait till that countdown goes through. So he's interesting. Um I'll definitely be picking one up, of course. I'm, you know, I'm a sucker for the old Canuck. And, uh, yeah, that's all I'm, I'm gonna say about him. Full dial blades. Full dial flurry. Why not? Dude, he's cool. I, I really do like this Wolverine a lot. I'm kinda mad that there's enough good chases and good super rares. That means I'll probably buy a case of this set. I didn't want to. I hate probably 90, 90% of the set. But it's just enough stuff I want. But anyways, yeah, I talking want, about... I want a ton of the generics. And Oh yeah, dude, like, the generics so is the biggest many. thing, right? The scrolls are awesome. The Doombots are beautiful. You know, and the yeah. Moloids, if you like weird mole people, then they're cool for you. I don't, I don't, but like, I know everybody else is excited for Moloids. We haven't got Moloids in, like, Secret Invasion or something, right? It's been a long time. So, cheap 10 points, they're great. Talking about probably the greatest character in the set, and my... My team, not my team nationals, but my, my nationals build is going to be four of these figures. It is none other than the Trapster with Frightful Four, Intelligentsia, Magia, and Sinister City. It's not Magia. Anyone that says Magia, Magia? it's not, it's, it's not Magia. Magia, maybe. Magia, like Mafia, yes. Magia, also maybe. It's not Magia. Scott Porter, Mr. Porter. It's a little weird. <laughs> it's, I would go, like, Magia. Magia, like Mafia. Because it's, it's based on Mafia, obviously. It's a crime thing. So anyways, Sinister Syndicate and Scientist. The Trapster, a.k.a. old Paste Pot Pete, never wastes the paste, making his return to Heroclix since Sinister. Been over Super 15 happy. years. It's beautiful. Not, a, he is, not at all disappointed that uh, Calder beat me with this figure when I had a clear advantage. Um, not at all upset and hating this <laughs> Didn't hate him before. Actually enjoyed uh, the character. Ever since Calder beat me with him, I now, now despise the character. Yeah, good. Good. Stay mad. <laughs> so, clocking in at good 75 points, Minions of Doom Team ability, Strange Triple Bolts. I love it already. He's got two traits. Frightful 4. <laughs> Hosta La Pasta Insect. 
or uh, Hasta La Pasta. I don't know how he's supposed to say that. I imagine it's Hasta La Pasta or Hasta La Pasta or Hasta La Pasta. I don't know what he what he's supposed to imagine, joke is. Uh, imagine Arnold imagine Schwarzenegger saying it. Hasta la pasta insect. Like, imagine that comes from Paste Pot Pete, and he shoots you in the face with a glue gun, and you suffocate. Imagine that being the last thing you see on this sad, <laughs> sad earth. <laughs> so well, it's unique, real dark, but yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, that's the end line, baby. Uh, unique modifier during your turn. Opposing characters modify defense by your negative one for each attack made by a character with a Frightful 4 keyword that's resolved that turn. Doesn't affect first attack, obviously. It has to resolve. So, dude... If you have, like, whatever, by the time you make your third attack, right, they're negative three. Or by the time you make your fourth attack, excuse me, they're negative three defense. That's awesome. That is freaking cool. I love that. That I am a huge yeah. fan of. You know, 300 point game with full the action. Rest of the Frightful Four, like, some yeah. of, like, the traits, it's real good. Dude, the Frightful Four is, like, a legit casual team. Like, awesome. Like, they are, they are freaking solid. His, his next trait is nope. Always been the trapster, which is just plasticity, kind of shying away from his original days of being paste pot Pete. Old Peter Petruski here doesn't want to relive those times, I guess. I don't know why. It's freaking hilarious. Uh, and then his special attack power he has for his entire dial. He has some running shot, sidestep, uh, late dial, perplex, uh, barrier on his last four, willpower for his first two. He has a beautiful, I mean, chef's kiss, 12 attack value top dial, which I just love. And it's, uh, the special attack is, Things are about to get real messy. You know what I'm saying? The paste, baby. Incapacitate period. When Trapster uses it, you may generate a paste marker in each hit target square. Characters occupying paste markers must break away as if they were adjacent to the Trapster. When no character occupies a paste marker, you must remove it. So, like, you can keep making these as long as people occupy them. They can just be yeah. under people. It's beautiful. It's so, very yeah. similar to the uh, the superior foes, like, web marker kind of things. Nice. Nice. Yeah, the old, he's, it's great because he's a better Spider-Man than Spider-Man is. Triple target, 12 <laughs> attack, you know? I mean, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. So Definitely yep, a better Spider-Man than the uh, common we saw. Yeah, that's the, uh, that's the old, that's Pace Pot Pete there. So I, I won't talk about him too long. That's it. That's all I need to do. Just get that off my chest. Next, I literally next couldn't character. find another character I cared about besides like the two Simmons <laughs> talking about. To, like, talk, but I love Pace Pot Pete here. I'm so glad he's back. So keep going. Sorry, right. I interrupted you. The next character that we're we're gonna talk about, um, he's he's one that uh, actually, you know what? Let's Simeon let's or, wait till next Friday to talk that, about. That's him. what I was thinking. We should wait till yeah. next Friday. I agree. Yeah, we, I agree. we don't want to talk about him when people want to talk about him. Yeah, let's yeah, let's wait. Not. Let's let's wait. Okay, so my pick then, Earth X thing. We're just gonna jump to that. Just, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. We'll just skip this one. Yep. Yeah, let's just skip it. Okay, I think that's enough dead air. You can you can actually talk about it. We're not going to do that. We actually like you All guys right. enough to give it to you when you want it. Yeah, that's so. Not this of course, <laughs> I I fell for the trap. I thought with a title character Reed Richards, they'd give us a title character Doom, but instead uh, we got God Emperor Doom. So this is of course the the mastermind of the Battle World series. This is a uh, you know the big old boy. The guy that set everything in motion, he uh, captured the stars and rebuilt the universe. His sculpt, in my opinion, looks real sweet. Mm. Scott Porter mm. did like a, a big like go around of all the effects. The capes all like shiny. His like his white on his outfit is all like super shiny and stuff. And so 
I just, I enjoy that. Um, but let's get on to his dial. So he comes in at 300 points, 200 points, and 100. God Emperor Doom, real name Victor Von Doom, of course. Uh, he starts with a, um, his 300 point dial, because I'm not going to get into his lower point dials. No one wants those. He has the Minions of Doom team ability and the Power Cosmic team ability. So top dial, he is 9 range, 1 lightning bolt, flight symbol. He has 12 speed, 13 attack with Pen Psy. Uh, his 12 speed is running shot for his first two clicks. His defense is a 20 with Invincible, which I think is pretty, pretty decent. Um, he goes, oh, he's also got 5 damage with Prob for his first two clicks. I don't know if anyone needed to know five damage is pretty solid, but you know, it is. Um, and then let's see on click two, he goes to pulse wave, which is, you know, also a decent power. I'm told. And then on click three, he gets his special attack power. And this is the wrath of doom cannot be ignored. Close, make a close attack. Other characters can't use powers during this attack, so it's a it's a very reminiscent of uh, Surter and there's another character, uh, the Green Arrow, that like uh, could get rid of he could just delete uh, defense powers yes. when he hit. So it's very reminiscent of that. Uh, he has a couple of traits here. We'll get into them here. Uh, the first one is hmm. And do you have an Infinity Gauntlet now? This is what he said to Black Panther, of course. Uh, so this is what he said so, to Thanos, of course. No, no, no. Black, no? Or, no? Yeah, yeah. Thanos didn't have an Infinity Gauntlet. Am I wrong? He erased Thanos. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was Black Panther that had not just an Infinity Gauntlet, but an Infinity Gauntlet native to, like, the the Doom's Head part of Battleworld, because they were all, like, separate universe like, melded together kind of things. Yeah. So, this is free. Choose an opposing character within range and line of fire. That character can't use the effect of equipment until your next turn. So, that's mm. pretty solid. Um, like that. Nine range, like line of fire. He does see through hindering and uh, out of adjacency for targeting. So, it's, you know, you could see someone in stealth and, like, you know, tell them, like, no. He doesn't get this till click three on his 300-point dial. Click, uh... Five, which would be click two on his 200 point dial, and then uh, let's see, click nine, which is click two on his 100 point dial. He's of 11 clicks long. He only has one KO slot. His second trait is God of Battle World. When establishing theme teams, God Emperor Doom gains all gains all Battle World keywords. He has leadership, perplex, colossal stamina. When God Emperor Doom uses perplex to target another character. With a battle world keyword, you may instead modify the combat values, except damage by plus two or minus two. I'm a little offended by this one. That that it's bothered me too. I hated battle it. World. I hated it. It um, shouldn't be what all the barons can do. It not only can he not target himself, which like would have been fine in my opinion. He does have like some stacked combat values, so maybe that would have been too much, but. Um, not only can he not target himself, it's also the plus two, minus two, which is, yeah, it's what the Barons can do. It's what Sue can do. And um, I get it. Um, he can do it with any Battlefield keyword, which I get is technically yeah. better than the Barons. But come on. 
It should have been a plus three, negative three to target himself, or at least target himself, or a plus three, negative three for everybody else. I'm just saying. If you're you're playing him at 300, that plus three is like, it's going to be necessary to keep him alive. The fact that he can't even use it to target himself, so like there's no even, not even a plus two, um, and 300 points in like a modern kind of setting, he's not going to stick around, uh, even with those pretty cool values up top. There's just enough stuff to get rid of Protected Outwit and Power Cosmic that he's going to have a rough go of it. But, I mean, it's what we expected, I guess. The the God of Battle World, he can do the Baron stuff, except slightly better. And he gets all those keywords, so that's nice. He does have one special damage power on his last two clicks. Um, So I'm going to go through the rest of his dial before we get to his last two clicks. He starts with two clicks of Running Shot. 13 and 12 with Pensai and then Pulse Wave. Uh, two clicks of Invincible, 20 and then a 19. Four clicks of Prob, top dial. He has on click three, a click of Impervious with that special attack power and a charge power. So um, that does work with his special close, make a close attack, and they can't use uh, powers during defense powers during that attack. Yeah, actually cool. it's... Uh, it's just powers. They just can't use powers. Yeah, just, like dude, you can't use anything. It's awesome. Um, on his 200-point line, he starts with running shot, 12 attack, Pensai, a 19 with invincible, 4 damage with prob. So still not too bad. He goes to that charge, special attack, 18 with impervious and shape change. And then a on click 6, which would be the third click of the 200-point line, it's running shot, pulse wave again. He goes down to Invuln rather quickly for my my yeah. taste. Uh, yeah. Four damage only, with... Only two clicks of Impervious, whole dial. Only three clicks of Invincible, the whole dial. Mm, not in love. Yeah. Not in love. Uh, so he gets that four damage prob. Then his charge... This is the last click before his 100-point line. Charge, special attack with an 11 attack. He goes down to a 17 Invuln with three damage and shape change again. And then starting off on his 100-point line, which may be, like, the the interesting point value for most people, is a running shot 12-attack pulse wave for four damage. Again, nine range, so it's going to be hard to single target, but, you know, maybe. Um, going to be pretty easy to hit, in my opinion. 17 defense with invuln. He goes to that charge special attack with an 11 Still 17 with 3 damage and shape change. And then his last two clicks, he goes up to a 12 speed and then a 13 speed. He gets it real fast, late dial. And uh, that's with charge yes. and heal energy. He gets uh, 11 attacks and an 11 on click 10 and then a 12 on click 11 with a 17 and an 18 toughness. And then he gets this special damage power, which is you had to metal, didn't you? This is stop, battle fury, exploit weakness. When this click is first revealed, remove all action tokens from God Emperor Doom. So not only are you stopping, you're also clearing. Um, you've got two clicks of this right back together, like, you know, boom, boom. Um, in a 100-point game setting, it's fairly easy to probably heal this guy up in some way. Uh, he also has the Minions of Doom team ability, so it's very possible that he'll be able to KO somebody and heal himself that way. He comes in with the Latveria Armor Cosmic... What is this? Uh, I can't read that word. Mystical Ruler Scientist. 
yeah, I don't know what that middle one is. After Cosmic. Latveria Armor Cosmic uh, Sulky. Is that what it says? Sulky is, Mystical Ruler. Is it Cab- Cabal? Is it Cabal? Maybe. Uh, I don't think so. It looks uh, like jelly. Uh, let's not get hung up on it. Yeah, but he, he's got enough keywords to build around. He's got the jelly uh, keyword. We'll not be able to make yeah. a peanut butter theme team, but uh, the jelly theme team is, is there. With the armor keyword, you could like team up with someone like uh, Eitri and like heal him for free and like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's there's plenty of good scientist, ruler, mystical, um, very engineer could you know do a number on him as well. So there's all kinds of like fun stuff to do with this guy. Uh, two stop clicks, no matter what point value you play him at. Kind of wish he would have had him spaced out, maybe like one at the end of his 200 point dial, um, so that you really get your money for 300 points. I but, think each of his special attack powers should have also been a stop click. Yeah. If we I mean, don't give him any of the other stuff that I think he should have, for 300 points, each of his special attack powers should have also been a stop click. Because I would like to guarantee a landing on those. That would be nice. Yeah, it really would have comboed well with his uh, charge and close attack with having Battle Fury and Exploit. Um, which he does have He does have charge on those last two clicks. But yeah, I just, I just wish... Even if you didn't put them both at the end, if you had put one uh, right at the end of the 200-point dial, uh, maybe right at the end of the 300-point dial, like having stop clicks isn't a lot to ask for 300 points. Uh, for 150, Ultron has three. So, I mean, yeah, it's a little disappointing, but I still I, I love the sculpt and I love the character. Um, I won't be using it for getting rid of or like the power of uh, somebody's object. Like, probably at all. Yeah. Like, that's a pretty neat that, thing to do, and it's the only person that can straight up say, no, you, you cannot use your object effect. But um, right. even then, it's just not, it's still, sadly, not that powerful of a trait. Neither of his two traits are all that powerful, and it's a huge bummer. Yeah, and the fact that you need line of fire instead of it just being, like, a, like a, even, like, a power action. Yeah, like you can, he can only see through hindering, like, you know and shoot while based, which also hurts to me. There's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot about this figure. I'm sorry. I'm gonna, are you done talking about him before I interject yeah. here? Okay. Um, I like him. I like the idea of what they were trying to go for, but um, it feels weird because like when they try to make a figure powerful, like you think, like, yeah, on purpose, we're trying to make this guy really good. They seem to just fail and like screw it up, which sucks because like I want named characters I care about to be powerful type of deal. Like... He has nine range. Beautiful. I love, I love the fact that he has a 15 square reach top dial, but he can also only shoot one person and it's pen blast. It's also, can, so he's unique. Yeah. Um, Calder, yeah. can you think of a unique character that maybe rotated out recently? Maybe not that, uh, for less points can perplex way more than this God doom can. I can think of a certain unique character that may or may not be a super rare, you know, who may or may yeah. not have, be some character from comics that almost nobody cares about that is also like a thousand times better than this character. Yeah. I can think of maybe it's it's getting me it's getting maybe really, really angry and really hot. So hot that like it's it's causing like blue flames to pop up out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, those blue flames. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. So it, uh, it's crazy that like they had they have characters that they know are good because they've had to errata them. And yeah. They don't take that as like they don't take that errata as a template and make, like, a 300-point character, like, equally good, they make it worse. 
And I'm like, yeah, I just sucks. wish for, for more points, I wish I got more. I get it, but I'm still sad. It is. It is a huge bummer. And I, I'm, I'm almost mad we had to wait an extra two days, right? So basically, you know, if he would have had more clicks of Invincible, the fact he has the same amount of clicks of Impervious as he does Toughness is a huge spit in the face. He should not have freaking invulnerability on his dial for 300 points. You know, like, let's give him no 17 defenses, stuff like that. Like, let's make the attack power stop clicks. Let's give him triple bolts instead of one bolt. In fact, he has one bolt, such a spit in the face to me. Like, yeah, he's going to shoot and kill whatever he, he shoots at, right? 13 for 5 is great, unless they have Invincible or Shape Change. Or super senses, you know, like like it's it's God Emperor Doom, man. He should be able like one man armies of one man armies. This guy should be it. I mean, really, and he's just not, and it sucks. Like he's going to go for a lot, no matter what, right away. Okay, like he just is. Period. You know, but uh, he's just he needs to be better now. Am I going to try to like borrow one sometime so I can make a, a Battle World the Valley team? Yeah, duh. Like, that's my keyword, baby. We're going to make a Battle World the Valley with God Emperor Doom. It's going to be hilarious. But uh, he's just not as good as he should be. And it's such a shame. Yeah. And I still think the. Uh, one of like the best uh, Battle World keywords is Battle World Other because it just like covers way more figures. So that's yeah, probably the one that I'll be copying if I. I mean, maybe Regency. But, um, maybe play him with, like, some you know, people. Who knows? A Latveria team with him, Valerie, Franklin, him at 100 points wouldn't be, you know, a terrible team either. You know? No. Yeah, it just and, sucks uh, that 30-point uh, Valerie is probably better than this guy. <laughs> <laughs> For point, if, you, point if you're points. playing casual and you play him at 300 with Sue, Valerie, and Franklin, you've got a 500-point team. So that, that is nice fun. that they... I mean, that would be or a any point value, points. you know, drop them to so, yeah, 200, that. 400, yeah, et cetera. Yeah. So that's nice that it works with those ones, but yeah. Yeah, but yeah, man, I think we set, a, set our piece on Doom. Overall, downstairs mix-up. Cue the ancient downstairs mix-up uh, sound effect we haven't used for, like, years, or at least yeah. almost a year anyways. Uh, I'm going to go ahead... Yeah, dude, old Greg. He doesn't listen to old Greg. I'm going to go ahead and move on to our last one here. It's The Thing. He's EarthX Fantastic Four. It's one of two EarthX figures in the set. There should be at least three, uh, but I'm not going to get into that right now. He has two traits, Buzz and Chuck. So we've seen the Buzz and Chuck bystanders. We know what they do. Um, at the beginning of the game, you generate a Buzz and a Chuck bystander. If your force is a Fantastic Four theme team, they have Autonomous, which is cool. Uh, the Thing can't attack unless Buzz and Chuck and or Chuck was KO'd. So this is a a more professional thing, you know, he's clobber you. What kind of unsophisticated slob do I think? This is stay at home dad thing. And I'm 100% here for it. I love it. It's awesome. Uh, so his clobber you, what kind of unsophisticated slob do you think I am is perplex period. When the thing uses it, he can modify attack values negative two instead of negative one, which is pretty cool. So you can use it positively or he can, you know, cripple an opposing character's attack value, which is great. And then he has defend and invincible, which is his defense power, special defense power. He has his entire dial He's 50 points. He has no indomitable, no special combinations at all, no range, fantastic 14 ability, but he's perfect for how he was in EarthX. He has sidestep with super strength. His 19 defense top dial, which is beautiful. I love that a fantastic four theme team now has Buzz and Chuck, and they're going around, charge throwing stuff, 
you know, it's going to be sad when one of them dies. Sure, I'll cry. I'll shed a little tear for Chuck there. But then the I'm thing can come in. Jeez. Jeez. Probably, probably both. Maniac. I don't know. I haven't decided. Maniac. Maniac. Uh, and then he, he decides to have his whole dial. He's an 11 attack his whole dial. Three damage his whole dial. It's awesome. He starts some super strength, goes on to some quake, starts some power, goes on to close combat expert. So right away, he's giving you empower. Maybe he's picking up moving objects type of deal with super strength. You know, he can turn one, equip you with them heavies. That's pretty sweet. And he's got a 19 defend. You pair that with Wolverine, you're a 21 from close. Love it. I love it. Yeah. So I absolutely love this thing. He's got a sweater vest. Not a sweater vest. He's got a he sweater. Does have he's to, got... Uh, he does have to sacrifice one of his kids before he can make attacks. But he can just die I mean... naturally. Why do you got to sacrifice his kids, <laughs> Simeon? Jeez. <clears throat> Jeez, monster, dude. Uh, Yeah. I don't know if, I can't remember if his kids have the Fantastic 14 ability, but that would also be like really good. I don't believe they do. I doubt they do. Uh, but the fact that they're autonomous and it's a Fantastic Four theme team is freaking awesome. Like, come on. You know that's awesome. Yeah. Like, so that's looking great. at their, looking at their dials real quick again. Um, so we've got Buzz, who is a charge 10 attack, 18 defense, super strength, uh, 18 with in, impervious and then two damage with Empower, uh, no special combat symbols. They do have a four, so yeah, they are fantastic four. Um, ah, baby, and then there it is. Chuck with the sidestep quake, eighteen impervious, and two damage close combat expert. They're good. So yeah, they're great. You do like, have that fantastic points. You get two attackers, yeah. and then when one attacker dies, you still have two attackers, and the thing comes in, and awesome. you get a heal, and you get a heal. So, so a, it's great. The fantastic four team, yeah, yeah. four team ability, baby. For a zero point pog. Not All right, that's enough about the Scott Porter unboxing. He doesn't know where to find cards. He he hid uh, God Doom from us. Um, not in love with Scott Porter. I still love the guys. Charismatic is all all get out. He's awesome. He's hilarious. He has great knowledge on comics. But uh, man, hiding that Doom that hurt. That hurt, baby. That hurt a lot. Let's go ahead. We're already forty five minutes in. So Simeon, give us a quick spiel about good old. Get all our get all the realms open championship nationals tournaments that are going to be being held here right. coming up in August. So, as you may or may not have noticed, uh, origins didn't happen in the normal kind of way, but we still have a potential way to play in a national championship if you are so inclined. So, the ROC is hosting the Rock Online 2020 National Championships. Uh, there's single competition, which is August 22nd and 23rd, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and then they are doing a Team Highlander National Championship, which is going to be the next weekend, August 29th and 30th, also at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you don't know what Team Highlander is, it is three people making three different teams. No figures can copy across the three different teams so you can't not only can you not have multiples of the same figure on one team you can't uh have like a copy of it on your your teammates team so even if it's sideline so you got to be careful with the the build on that one yeah um don't have a ton of information about the event itself other than the date time not sure what pricing is going to be i've heard that it's top 16 uh, it will be $30 for entries on the, in the single national championship if you want to, if you want to play figures and singles. Uh, that's 300 modern, of course. And then it's going to be a $90 entry, $30 per teammate for the team Highlander. Three teammates, 
$90, a piece. So that's the basics of what we actually know. Um, it'll all be hosted on the ROC Discord channel. I think Alex Coos, is that who? I don't remember. Yeah, he's pretty much in charge of the rock around there. I'd say, I'd say okay. he's the, uh, he's the BMOC, big man on campus. Yeah. So if you have, if you have additional questions about stuff, he's probably the best to, to get with. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking it's online. Do I need, do I need to have the figures? Can I just play whatever I want? Well, got a nice little post that I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna read the whole thing because to be honest, I don't want to get a headache right now. So, uh, basically, uh, you will have to send in your build with a selfie. So in order to do this, I've suggested several methods. You can tape the figures to your face. You can wear a hat and place the figures on top of it. Um, you can just, Hold them all in one hand somehow. Hopefully you don't have any colossals because I it's going to be heavy. Uh, it's gonna you're going to need a selfie with it though. They're going to need to see your eyes and your your forehead wrinkles for identification purposes. Uh, the old retinal scan, that kind of stuff. Make sure you're not a synth uh, for people playing Fallout Four like me. Um, so yeah, you're going to need to take a picture with yourself and your team. And uh let's say you don't have some of these figures. Well, you're going to have to get a friend who does. They're going to have to take a picture of themselves with their team that they're letting you borrow, and they can send that in as well. Uh Apparently, I, I'm not reading into it too too hard here, but I think if you are borrowing figures out, you can just take a picture of yourself. Again, selfie required. You can take a picture of yourself with all the figures that you're lending out and then just let them know let the ROC know uh, who which figures are going to, so they can keep track and make sure nobody's, you know, stealing a bunch of brainiacs or copy and pasting pictures, the animals that they are. Mm. WizKids has to make money, you know. They are broke right now. and Didn't uh, go bankrupt. Didn't go, you just uh, didn't copy go and paste pictures. I know Photoshop's hard, so if I lend out any figures which I, I'll be trying to do for this event. I'll be trying to lend stuff out. If you're a listener and you need some figures for this event, I probably have it. Maybe not. Will, I will you know. give them like uh, 2 $3 off maybe? <laughs> I'm not going to charge. No, no. Okay. This will be okay. free. But uh, I will I will uh, Photoshop myself in front of some some famous monuments. I might be at the Sphinx with uh, the Lex Luthor that you need to borrow. I might be uh, hanging out at the Eiffel Tower with the Tri-Sentinel. I might be underwater with uh, the Namor that you're definitely not going to play, but who knows? Uh, if you if you really, I mean, you've seen my Thursday Throwdown cosplays, so if you want to borrow a figure, I'll do my best to not only cosplay but also be in front of something really impressive when I take the picture. So, if I if I ask to borrow Lex Luthor, will you, will you shave your head? No, I'll wear no. a bald cap again though. Bummer. That's fine. I'll do a That's full fine. one this time. Yeah. Uh, that's all the information that we've really got. Uh, if you are interested in this event, again, it's August 22nd and 23rd for singles. Next week, not next week, but the week after 22nd and 23rd, August 29th and 30th for Team Highlander. Three teammates required to enter that one for $90, yes. $30 for singles. And, uh, just doing a double recap, um, you will have to supply pictures proving ownership of the figures that you're playing. And if you are borrowing, you will have to contact whoever you're borrowing and have them share pictures. And then make sure you're on the ROC Discord. 
This is for anyone that's interested. Otherwise, if you're not interested, just go ahead and disregard it. Yep. Uh, they're also going to be using Roll20 as their basis, like basically every single Heroclix thing ever. You, for some reason, still don't know how to use Roll20. There are several great YouTube videos for that, so don't worry about it. Yeah, it's a bit of a bummer. I went to Rocktober last year, and it was the, and I only ever went the year before that, and it was super dead. It was crazy dead. Um, and I don't know how many people will show up for this event. I know personally, I am just busy both weekends, and I won't be able to play. Uh, I wouldn't mind playing in teams, to be honest with you, because I had a fun time playing in teams last year. I somehow managed to beat Tyler Beast with a Wales build, which I found hilarious. Um, he probably, less so, found it hilarious. Uh, but we got dead last. We got dead last, and we still got awesome prizing because there was literally so few people there last year. And this isn't me trying to rag on anybody. It's just like, it's a fact. There's very few people there. Um, oh, yeah, I don't know if I mentioned that. Um, as far as our knowledge, I don't have anything. We don't to know what the prizing is going to be. Uh, yes. It should be top 16 down. So if only 16 people sign up and you want to th- throw 30 bucks in to get a free map or to get a guaranteed map, then, I mean, you can do that. Um, yeah, of course, uh, if you're if there's like 20 people and you're like, I probably won't be able to beat two, three other people, then uh, the $30 will get you absolutely nothing. So which is the bummer. You'll just have to you'll just have to live which, with that. It's, it's a huge bummer, especially if there's only top 16 prizing 30 bucks for when compared to like a normal hero close nationals is uh, it's just free. If you qualified, you can just go. You can just play. Yeah. And I realize it's for like shipping and everything. But depending on how many people you get probably don't need $30 a person. Um, it's just kind of a lot of money for not getting any guaranteed product, not even like in a sealed yeah. tournament where it's 30 bucks and you get two boosters and then potential prizing. It's just, it's rough. Yeah. It's rough. I feel, yeah, I feel like uh, there could have been a better way to do the pricing for it. If like, maybe we like got some people willing to like enter or like, Get, got some interest generated, so we had an idea of how many people, and then priced yeah. it, or priced it out according to More how many people yes. seemed inter- interested. Because yeah, thirty dollars a piece. I I feel like uh, another tournament that has a hundred and ten people playing in it uh, might might uh, have more players than the ROC Nationals. So. That's just my opinion. I would tend to agree. We'll see. But we'll, yeah, we have to see how it shakes out. Obviously, we don't know. Do you yeah. guys somewhat of a scale for prizing? For teams last year, they got a sealed Star Trek set, the one that had Q Prime in it, whatever gravity feed that is. You know I hate Star Trek. I don't. I couldn't bother to learn their names. It doesn't matter. Um, but the, the good one, the one that had Q Prime in it, uh, the winners of that team uh, each got a full set of that gravity feed, which is pretty cool. You know, yeah. it's like that's solid prizing. Um, was there any gravity feeds that came out this year that would be worth it? Uh, no, because there weren't any gravity feeds. But uh, a full set of F4 <laughs> would be pretty darn amazing. You know, same thing. A full set of Justice yeah. League would be amazing. You know, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even shake a stick at a full set of Captain America, even though I have it, and I kind of hate the fact that I do. You know, well, like, depending depending on like what the map is, thirty bucks for a map if you can make top sixteen is that, not a bad, yeah, not deal. not terrible at all. Um, so, so yeah. yeah. We'll have to see. I, I would be hesitant to sign up until I knew what prizing was. But if you're just like, yo, this could be my shot for a Nationals championship title, hey, by all means, man, go get it. Go for it. You know, I'm not going to stop you. Um, but I, I'm busy both of those days. I won't be playing in it. I, I you know I wouldn't even have hated to, to be honest with you. So that's enough about that. I think I think it's at least something is happening. At least there's an online tournament. 
you know, it's it was a little weird some of the choices they made, but you know what? It's people are trying to figure things out. We're in a new blah blah blah. So benefit of the doubt, lots of benefit of the doubt. They're they're doing yeah. the best they can, I guess, with what they got. I'll I'll just leave it there. Yeah. Um, kind of same speaking thing with Gavi. Uh, unimpressed. Speaking of tournaments. Speaking of uh, not liking 300 modern and oh boy, I might be playing I in that. the singles. Uh, let's go into the 300 modern teams that we played and played against in the Kilted Clicks Classic. Triple C, I think. I don't know. Uh, uh, there's, there's a K thrown in there. Thank goodness. Not, not, not a, too yeah. many, though. Don't yeah, worry. Not too, not, many. too many. Good Lord, not too many. Just, just um, enough. That's enough. Let's cut that. Let's ax that. Let's nip that in the bud as soon as we can. So, good old PJ Bolan, I believe is uh, how it's said. Uh, ran a tournament. Uh, it was basically every round, the figures on the winning teams would get banned for the next round. And it shocked me how small the ban list kind of was for the winning round. It showed, I think it truly showed, how not as diverse the meta is that we think type of deal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Do you want me to go? Do you want me to go into the ban list for round not, one? Before? Not super crazy in depth. You know, maybe like okay. Yeah, no, go into it. Go into it. Just go for it. All right, I'll just go real quick. Um, so we've got Tri Sentinel, and a lot of these were so a lot of these figures were uh, Jason Wingard sideline because they uh, yes. make Starro or they make a uh, bystanders. So we've got Tri Sentinel, Starro, some classic uh, kind of stuff that. Um, has won previous games. Uh, from the Fantastic Four Cosmic Clash, the Latvian Engineer is gone. No mm. other figures from there. The Black Widow Chase and all of her recruits and things that she pulled in. The Prime Batman, Dr. Fate uh, from Justice League Unlimited. Ace, the Atom, Lex Luthor. Pretty much all of the chases from Justice League Unlimited. I don't think any of them were spared this round. Um and then I think only two of the chases from Batman animated series were spared yes. this round. And actually, no, I think they, they did get all of them this first round. Oh, so, did they? They got yeah, all 12? Batman Jeez. animated series. So there's no trouble or troublemakers left, which is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Maxi expected. Zeus made an appearance. Uh, I don't know if that was for a Jason hmm. Wingard team with his uh, harpies. stone harpies or what. Yeah. From the WWE, the ring and Eddie Guerrero both got kicked out. That's what the I figured. Orville Dr. Claire Finn got knocked out uh, from X-Men Days of or X-Men Dark Phoenix Saga. Uh, we lost Dark Phoenix, Iceman, Wendigo, Magneto, Proteus, the rare Cyclops, Sentinel, the non uh, rare Phoenix, Juggernaut, Onslaught, Exodus, and the other Proteus. And also the Stealth Sentinel won a game. Uh, then we also lost, of course, Jason Wingard, Jean Grey, Emma Frost, Harry Leland, the huh. Prime Mr. Sinister, the Prime Legion, or the B Legion, and the B Magneto. Um, so a lot of stuff out of that set. ABPI, we lost the Red Red Aim Squad, the Shield Diplomat, Voyager, Everett K. Ross, All Your Perplex and Carry Needs, Medusa, Etri, Astronomer, Kang the Conqueror, surprisingly, and then the Ultra Chase Thanos. And again, mm. this, this uh, tournament did not require any pictures or anything. To prove that you had the figures, you so didn't have to own these. Just you didn't have to facts. own the yeah the ultra. You don't have to own anything because after so many times, you can't expect everybody to basically own every single modern figure in the game because of the way tournament might shake out. 
from Rebirth, we had Duke Thomas, Prez Ricard, and Mr. Oz. From Earth X, we had the Prime Vulture, Stagron, which, I mean, great, great choice. Probably on a Wingard team. Probably a Wingard team. I was yeah. like, Stagron, let's, come on now. Yeah. And then uh, Daredevil. Although Stagron would have been a solid, like, round three pick, to be honest. He would have. Uh, Secret Wars Battleworld. The only thing missing from Battleworld currently is Alex Wilder. Um, hmm. Batman animated series. Uh, everything listed has a bystander, so I'm going to assume that it was on a Wingard team, other than the chases. Uh, the map bonuses, I'm not going to go into, but then the special objects that we lost are... All but all of the good rings. So we got one, two, three, four, five, uh, six, just seven, eight rings. So there's only two rings left. Uh, and then essence and one other one I can't remember, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, the space gem, soul gem, reality gem, and time gem. So that's the prob, TK, perplex, uh, steel energy plus one defense, and the carrying plus two speed gems, leaving only the power gem. And the Mind Gem left. Exospecs, Mini Slayer, surprisingly. Octopus Arms, Venom Symbiote, Venom Harness, and Beetle Pod also all gone. And that is it. So out of 110, uh, 110 players, 55 had to win. And out of those 55 wins, give or take uh, a drop or something, um, really, I can only see about five, six... All right, I'll I'll be generous. It looks yeah. like uh, about about ten unique builds that you can make out of this. So there's there's of course a Medusa Voyager kind of build. There's a Thanos um, probably oh also from Trek Q Prime. Don't want to miss that uh, cosmic Thanos like Mister Oz kind of team uh, astronomer same kind of deal. Um, Jason Wingard of course was in there the uh, oh, from Captain America, Punisher War Machine, Captain Marvel, Immortal Hulk, Blath Keith, Machine Smith, the Chase Thor, the Chase Ultron, and the Ultra Chase Peggy Carter. So, of course, plenty of stuff to start from there. The uh, rare Steve Rogers that can make people Avengers or S.H.I.E.L.D. Plenty of uh, options with those teams. Um, just a lot of... Uh, uh, surprisingly, both Amazos made it. I, I think someone played the rare Amazo at 290, and that's uh, that's surprising wow. that they like won. I don't know what they went against, and I didn't see the match. But uh, on paper, I would not have suspected that one. Um, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dwell too much on these. This is just you know the first round. We're of course gonna get a, a whole another slew of stuff, and I imagine the second round is gonna be way worse because people have to kind of stretch to get stuff. A lot of fast forces still a hundred percent available. Oh yeah, only a few fast forces even dipped into. So that Charlotte cool Flair that. and AJ Styles next <laughs> match is available. The uh, yeah, all the Captain America die twice, guys. The legends never die or whatever. That is true, except for yeah. Steve Rogers. They they're all available. That that'd be a solid solid pick. So. Simeon, let's go into our teams that we played. You won your game. I lost my game. I'll just start with that. I know. Bummer, guys. Sorry to let you down. Uh, Simeon, who'd you play against? What did you play? What was kind of their team? Don't go crazy in depth. Your team is, like, pretty easy <laughs> to explain, so go for yeah. it. Both teams are pretty easy to explain. So uh, my team was, I think I talked about this on the podcast before. I don't remember the event, but... Uh, 
when I played in Rainbow last, I believe, I brought ten Wendigos, three Tri-Sentinels, a Sheriff Strange, and I want to say an Alex Wilder, and I called it the Tendigo Tri-Tri-Sentinel whatever garbage team. Basically yes. making fun of the fact that like WizKids doesn't know how to point cost things because Wendigos were too cheap for what they did, and uh, Tri-Sentinels are just way too good for 30 points. Um, and then I threw in a, you know, a Sheriff Strange because ID cards. Um, so switching it up just a little bit, uh, this Dr. Fate, when he's stacked, he starts at 65 points. And then for every 10 points that you pay, you get a Dr. Fate clone. That's only one click long, but they still have, they, it's a still a mystical build. So it was nine Wendigos for me this time, two Tri-Sentinels cutting down a little bit on that. Uh, but then five Dr. Fates with one being the 65 point and four of them being the 10 point. And with that exact amount, I get plus two actions per turn. So I was at, with no leadership, I was at plus two actions, get bringing the grand total to five actions per turn. The whole idea behind this team is that, uh, two Tri-Sentinels carry some people up. I, of course, went to, um, I can't remember the name of the map, uh, underground hold or something. I went to the, the map that's underground. It's indoor blocking terrain with a bunch of doors and stuff. And so my goal was to bring some Wendigos up with the Tri-Sentinels and with my five actions, I could like move a few others out, not even bother with the Dr. Fates. They're only there to give me the, the couple of actions that I need in addition. Um, and then once I get a wounded token, my Wendigos all of a sudden all have sidestep and with five actions, I can make potentially 20 attacks per turn with a charge flurry, free attack for moving with the charge, and then a free attack for sidestepping. It's pretty gross. Tri-Sentinels, of course, being able to activate their free retaliation and destroy blocking to ping damage people uh, meant I could get people off of top click if I didn't like what their top click was. And that's basically all that my team was. I hate it. I, I hate that it works. Uh, um, going into it, I was afraid of going against a few teams. The double Captain Marvel Black Widow teams were kind of scary because of the stop clicks and the decent stats and the outwits and all the free damage they do. Um, so that was like scary. There's a few other teams that I was like, you know, could probably just tear through my team. I was a plus 16 theme team on Mystical, so I didn't really have to worry about map most of the time. And the one team that I saw win before I played my match that I was like, man, that'd actually be a good matchup for me, was a don't die team with uh Daredevil and like the the unique Magneto and the unique Sinister that like have the take one damage per attack kind of thing. And lo and behold, I went against Chris Stockhouse who just happened to roll the bad dice and get paired up with me. So his team was Sort of don't die. It was the prime stealth sentinel from X-Men Dark Phoenix. And then it was the Mr. Sinister at 40 points, I believe, and the Magneto at 50 points. Both the uh, robot variations that only take one damage per hit. So going into this match, I knew I had to hit a 20 with super senses and prob with my 11 attacks. And so I was, I was kind of like nervous. I was like, this is going to be kind of hard going like right off the bat uh the stealth sentinel starts with a 13 attack so first turn he just 
he had it in attack mode. He straight up murderized a Wendigo. He needed a four, and he got it, of course. Um, he then switched it to defense mode and kept it in defense mode the rest of the game, which I totally would have done if I was in his shoes. The attack mode has a really low defense, so it was a good option there. So my whole goal was just to get a wounded token, so not only I could move out all my Wendigos, but also so that I could start throwing just an endless slew of attacks at him, because even if I miss, you know, half the time uh, with 20 attacks per turn or, like, close to 20 attacks per turn, I'm going to eventually hit, and I'm hitting for three, and I'm healing each time, so I've got some options there. And so he moved up, he attacked one of my Wendigos, I retaliated and missed, I moved up one of my Wendigos and flurried, which I missed twice again, not being able to hit a 10 and then two 9s subsequently. Um, and that allowed me to call in my first trouble alert, which was, I think, turn 2 for me. Uh, called in Firestorm. Uh, the next turn, I think he moved back a little ways, trying to play it a little bit safe so my Wendigos couldn't just endlessly attack him. He moved back and... My Firestorm rolled a 6 on his, like, trouble alert ability that damaged him and pushed him to click 2 on his lower dial, giving him the double perplex. So suddenly I had a Wendigo with a 13 attack, and it was all downhill there from there. Like, I just, I felt bad because this is just, like, such a garbage team that I'm throwing. Like, I just didn't have time to really think, and I was just like, I've played this before, it'll work, it'll do something. And so a Wendigo with a 13 attack uh, managed to hit the uh, Stealth Sentinel, give him a wounded token, and then like 20 attacks later, Stealth Sentinel's done. Firestorm never rolled high enough to take damage again, so mm. from that point I could just double perplex down his Sinister and just you know hit him enough times. I think you have to hit him like four times. Uh, Wendigos also get Battle Fury at some point, so... His sinister shape change wasn't even something that he got a roll half the time. And then Magneto has, uh, I think, toughness that goes into energy shield. So I double perplexed him down after sinister was gone. And once again, just threw an endless amount of attacks at him. So he ended up getting four tri or four Wendigos from me. Um, I never even brought one of the Tri-Sentinels up. I really only needed the one to do the ping damage at one point. And so I did, yeah, I did uh, knock his Stealth Sentinel from a 20 to a 19, and I was kind of hoping that he would switch it to the attack dial to heal it. I think he was a little too smart for that, because he knew if he switched it, then he'd all of a sudden have a 16, and that's no good for him either. So it was uh, a very interesting battle, but once the Stealth Sentinel was done, I was I had a 200, or 100 and you know, 75-point lead, something like that. So it was kind of done at that point, but uh, he was a great sport. It was a really fun game up until that point, and then I just felt bad for the rest of the game because uh, we were literally just waiting till it was over. Uh, but, yeah. Calder, what did you run? Oh, uh, well, I guess I'm a Batman, you know? So I had a... Dr. Fate at 65, five Dr. Fates at 10 points, drop the mic, Batman with Billy Batson, the Lex Luthor that is actually Barry Allen, because I'm evil. Uh, and then, uh, what else? Two Wonder Twins, 
And I think that was a team. It should have been a plus 10 or 12 Justice League theme team, I believe. Or no, it was plus 14. It was plus 14. So it was, it's physically impossible for me to lose a uh, map roll to somebody that has like no theme. One, a four or less. And no theme at all. Yeah, if they had no theme, I instantly yeah. win. Um, my opponent was Scott Crampton. You may have heard of her. Uh, she's a pretty good competitive player. That is a joke. Sorry. Excuse me. Uh, Scott Crampton is obviously the host of Critical Clicks. Um, I'm sorry, it's Scott yeah. Cram Company, Crampton. <laughs> also uh, a uh, world's, uh, I believe, a nationals. world's winner. Nationals. Not a nationals? He's, I thought he had a yeah, world's no, winner. His, his clock king is nationals. He might be a world's winner as well, but I believe his clock king was mm. a nationals thing. Um, so yeah, I had to play against Scott Crampton. He's a pretty cool guy. He was, he was, he was a super chill dude. Honestly, what made my night more than any, I already told you guys I lost. I, I got annihilated. Um, I played bad. I will say that. We played at 10 o'clock my time, 11 o'clock his time. He had a really busy week that week. Um, it was pretty hectic getting our game scheduled. He played, uh, double Marvel Widow. And, uh, yeah, it was just, it was just tough. It was just tough. I, I probably misplayed a bunch. And I hadn't played that version of that team before. I, I played a lot of variations of Batman. But, um, yeah, anybody that doesn't just, like, line up their figures nicely for me to shoot all of them in a row, you know, like, in a in a lateral row and not in a vertical one where I can only see one person, uh, really, really makes, a, really makes my life tough. You know, I couldn't actually TK out Batman to see any of these figures. But, anyways, he killed Batman, like, turn two. Uh, with Batman, I, I only hit one Captain Marvel and... Dealt her like two damage, which was just sad. Sad. I had the excess effect, so I could use pen blast right away. I just I played pretty poorly. I only used one barrier to protect Batman. When I had two Wonder Twins, I should have used two. I should have changed positioning around. I should have probably just like swarmed people in front of Batman uh, to protect him as much as possible. But I didn't, and you know his positioning was on on point. Uh, but eventually, I just hope we had a fun game. Really. Uh, I know some people watched it in the stream. It was probably one of the least interesting competitive games gameplay-wise, but hopefully some of the conversation back and forth we had was funny enough. Scott's a really funny guy. I like to think I'm funny, at least in the mirror anyways. Uh, funny looking. Ayo. And, but yeah, it was a fun game. I, I probably enjoyed, I got, I got 10 points, by the way. The only, the only way I scored points was when his Brainiac shot a fate and killed itself on Mystics. So, you know, like, that was, that's pretty nice. rough, and that's the only points you get. <laughs> um, but that's okay. It'd be like that sometimes. Um, the whole rolling, not being able to reroll fours and not being able to reroll their tens was so true in this game. I had some awful rolls. He, like, there was a point in the game where he's like, man, do you just want to, like, click the roll 20 thing a couple of times and, like, get some juju, like, bad juju, like, out of this or something? And I'm like, no, nah, I'll just, I'll just roll with it. Whatever. I probably should have. I rolled a bunch of fours. It was so bad. I um yeah, not, I I only used like one prob because I could only actually use one prob at the time. Like when he hit, you know, he rolls a crit hit. I roll a crit miss. There's nothing I can do about it. Black Widow sucks. Black Widow freaking yeah. sucks. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, I hate complaining about it. I complained all through Thursday Throwdown. I'm not, I'm not gonna complain more. But like she sucks, dog. But we had a fun. I'm we had a fun time. Glad that the game. I just, uh, I'm, I'm just super glad that it's gone, that like we don't have so to worry much. about it for round two. Yeah. So, and I can't um, wait to see what more banned stuff there is. But yeah, I lost the game, 310. That's the way it be sometimes. But we had a great conversation. Like, honestly, what also made me happy this week was like the 30, 20 minutes that we just talked after the game was over. He's a really cool dude. We just, you know, he 
we had a lot of cool things to say to each other. You know, he was an awesome guy. I've never like had a real sit down. Co- I think I played him once before, but you know, never really had like a real conversation with him. And he's a super cool dude. You know, see, I yeah. If you watch my video, um, I will be uploading it at some point. Uh, but it's really uninteresting. Uh, if you notice, like, and during Thursday throwdowns, there's nothing on the line, and I'm not like, I'm not worried if Calder's like upset at how long my turn is taking. Clearly, if you've watched any of them, you realize that I take forever on my turns. But in the competitive environment, I really want to give my opponent like the best chance that they can get. So I try and like rush my turns, and I try and like really like analyze things beforehand so that I know what I'm doing like the next turn, and so. When I'm playing in like competitive kind of situations, there's almost zero banter because I just like my mind is like thinking about like okay, what do I need to do? And then uh, I'm just I'm really bad because I haven't played recently in any kind of a modern stuff at all. Like in probably four months now, I haven't played in any like really modern kind of like teams. So it took me forever to get through my turns. It felt like. you have a lot but, yeah. of stuff to do on your turns, and it takes well, a lot yeah. time as well. And as soon as I get a wounded token, I have to try and keep track of how many Wendigos have sidestepped, and I have to try and like be like, oh, should I have carried that guy? Should I have moved this? Blah blah. blah. At one point, I moved a Doctor Fate up to push him the next turn, and then I decided not to push him for some reason, and I I still don't remember what the heck I was doing with that. But uh, yeah, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of stuff. Um, I think in the subsequent rounds it'll be a lot more fun because it'll be more inclined to like the pace and the kind of teams that I'm used to, which is garbage. Uh, we're going to be stuck with garbage pretty soon. Yeah, no, absolutely. So that was fun. Kilted Classic is pretty cool. I love the tournament. Love the PJs hosting it. Love the whole thing that they're doing. So anything else yeah. you want to discuss about the tournament? We kind of talked about If you want to see my game, uh, go check out Mr. Clickso on YouTube. David Clone's a really cool guy. We've had him on a guest uh, on the podcast before. Go ahead and subscribe to his YouTube channel. Check him out. He'll be streaming more of these games. If you're curious to see with the ban list what the quote-unquote meta is once certain figures are gone. So that's really cool. Let other yeah. figures shine. It's pretty sweet. And then, like I said, we're going to try to upload Simeon's game here whenever he actually wants to give it to me in the Dropbox, Simeon. Uh, I'm, sure uh, I'm sure at some point like we'll, we'll both be out. We'll both get uh, knocked out of the oh, tournament. Oh, I guarantee it. But don't, I'm still going to follow it because... Don't act like me and Simeon are going to make it to the end. Yeah, I'll, I'll be I can't. surprised if I win my next game and I'm not out already. Okay, I can't Being wait till, with, you, uh, with you, Felks. We're like, we're in the finals, and like the final matchup is like Ed Mercer from the Orville set with like some Klingons, and uh, I don't know, like Toad from X Men Dark Phoenix yeah, Saga. Well, like that's just like what I want to see. Like that's yeah. gonna be awesome, and that's the best part about this whole tournament in the band list. It's gonna be that's hilarious. Yeah. All right. Uh, last thing in news. WizKids, uh, just like yeah, later today. Good lord. Yeah, we, go we got it. an image from the Twitter. Uh, Calder, do you have this image pulled up? So we've got, we've got the two Moloid kids, and, uh, early on in the Future Foundation, one of the Moloids got, like, decapitated, but he didn't die, so he's just, like, a sentient head. Yeah, this is still, I was yeah, looking like, at it, and I'm dark. like, this is super dark, but he's smiling, so I guess it's, yeah. Right? And these Weird. outfits are from when Johnny Storm, quote-unquote, sacrificed himself in the negative zone with a Nova Blast. 
And so the classic, like, four is gone, and they have this weird, like, uh, what's the name? Like, aperture science kind of looking outfits with, like, it's like this weird triangular kind of thing. It's, uh, it's like three, like, pentagons or something on their chest. And then all the future Foundation kids have, like, numbers, or I think Franklin's got, like, a Franklin or something on his chest. But, uh, yeah, so we've got, Valeria Richards, we've got two of the Moloid kids, and one of them's holding a third Moloid kid's head. We have the thing in the big white overalls. Uh, hilarious. <laughs> so goofy, yeah. but I love it. I love it. And then, Calder, do you know who the last character is? It's someone that you've been wanting for a while. Do you know who that guy is with his finger pointing? Is that? Okay. So I'm like, this looks like a bad version of the Human Torch, but is this Wyatt Wingfoot? No, no, no. Awesome. Dang it. All right. Uh, I have it's, no idea. It's not Wyatt Fingfoot. It you, is. You can okay. call it a bad version of the Human Torch if you want to, but this is none other than Jim Hammond. Is it really? Yes. Are this is uh, all-new Invaders Jim Hammond oh, uh, when he joined God. S.H.I.E.L.D. So okay, that's a Captain America S.H.I.E.L.D. look with the with the logo and everything. That's Jim yeah. Hammond? That's, that's Jim cool. Hammond. Yeah, that's this is uh, awesome. wow. from the all-new Invaders run when uh, Cap and Bucky come. Like, he gets attacked by, like, some Kree people. He's trying to be, like, low-key mechanic dude. He gets attacked okay. by some Kree, and then Cap and Bucky come in, and they're like, hey, we're getting the Invaders back together. And he's like, I'm in. Is that the one where and, they bring back the old Vision, too? Is that the I Invaders don't, run, I think? Um... I can't, I can't remember. But they, but they bring back Spitfire, right? The vampire fire chick? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, I think I might have one book of this, which is why it makes sense I didn't recognize this dude. That is awesome. So I wasn't excited at all before. I'm like, whatever. Um, he's not lame Human Torch, by the way. He's the Human Torch, and he's a thousand times cooler than Johnny Storm. Now I'm excited. <laughs> I didn't know Jim Hammond yeah. was going to get made. That's freaking cool. Yeah, I, I thought I'd... I really wanted to go over this, but I wanted to wait to tell you until just now because I I knew if you didn't notice from like the sculpt because awesome. it's a very new outfit. It's very uh uh new invaders. I, I don't remember when that came out. I think two thousand and uh, I don't remember two thousand nineteen maybe um, two thousand eighteen. But yeah, it's a very new outfit. So I like as soon as I saw it, I was like, "That's not Johnny." That looks like. That looks like so the human like, torch. Besides then, yeah. Namor, Captain America, and like Bucky, we haven't had an invader since Agents of Shield, and that makes sense. I'm excited yeah. now. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's freaking cool. And that's the last of the news. Dang, you're blowing my mind. I had no idea who it was. I'm actually <laughs> excited now. Oh my gosh, that's freaking awesome. But we don't uh, I guess Jim the Hammond. other part of the news is we have no idea what this is for. They drop these three D sculpts. Um we have no idea if this is like an LE set, if this is a like summer kit, maybe like an actual full set, a gravity feed. We have no idea where these figures are gonna pop up in. And uh I guess from that do you wanna go into good old Tiemu? Yeah, let's Sleep. go ahead and talk about Tiemu here. Yes. He he brought something up that was really interesting that I had kind of forgotten about, really. So he goes in and he says earlier today, 
It's bringing up the Game Trade magazine about how we saw more sculpts from the Fantastic Four set. But I didn't realize this when we saw the entire set spoiled on WizKids' mm-hmm. website. But there are three different recolors of the Cosmic Clash starter figures, which is Sue Storm, uh, Mr. Fantastic, and then the, the Black Silver Surfer, right? Um, so it's the Captain Universe Sue Storm and the Reed Richards Alpha. And now he's like looking at the set and realizes like, these aren't in it at all. And then we kind of look at these figures. There's no sculpture use with these figures. So it's we're trying to figure out where did these figures belong and where did they go? And our assumption is it's probably the Ellie figures that were going to be used or some kind of figures, whether they be Ellie's or whatever, I don't know, um, for the Galactus <laughs> events, the Galactus summer event, geez, Simeon. So it's yeah. interesting that the magazine, like, said that these were in the Fantastic Four set, right? And right. They just fact they aren't, you know, so I don't know how much information WizKids gave them to write their article and everything, or if it was just like, hey, here's some figures or whatever. Like, I don't know, but it's interesting. It does that they, say uh, the search for Galactus each month will have kits with new special figures, including included. And then the final month stores will be able to distribute Galactus himself. Um, we're still not okay, so, 100 percent clear on if there will be two Galactus dials. Oh no! It does say it does say uh, Reed Richards Alpha Invisible Woman Captain Universe. So yeah, we we kind of saw this wrong. Then so these are totally uh, Galactus LE figures, as we will assume are these new ones. Gosh, Jim, that's awesome. It was Secret Invasion. It's the last. <laughs> sorry, I can't get past it. It was Secret yeah. Invasion. The last time we got Jim Hammond, and he was awful. He was terrible. Yeah, nine attack. Dude. This one, uh, it's a very iconic like. I mean, the new invaders is kind of like a pretty solid storyline. If you're let's bring into back like the all invaders at all, baby. or let's do it. Yeah, if you just if you just like shield storylines, um, all new invaders is really good, and it's a iconic little pose that he's got. So I'm excited for that. Um, I'm also excited because I mean we're guaranteed more Fantastic Four stuff and Future Foundation stuff at some point in some way. We just don't know how or when or why or where. Or any of those things. Uh, also that, for sure. So, I guess that ends news. I, wow, that's cool. I'm sorry, guys. I, I'm a little jazzed. I'm a little jazzed about it now. I'm not going to lie. Um, before we jump into it, I forgot to mention a few things about my game. Um, uh, good good guy, Steve DiCarlo, said he took a shot every time I said very cool during my game with Scott Crampton. He died of alcohol poisoning. I only <laughs> I only said very cool like 15 times, so I don't know how many shots you have to take before you die, but uh, I don't think 15 is it. Maybe it is, and I don't know. But, um, but yeah, I always – so it was like 11 o'clock at night, and after Batman had died, my – like I normally try to like think of funny random things to say during the game or whatever – but uh, after a certain point, I just go on auto response, like robot mode. And I'm like, yeah, very cool. Uh, very cool. I just like mentally clock out. <laughs> and um, I called the Wonder Twins uh, Zam and Zara, Zan and Zeke, <laughs> Zeke and Zach, Zana and Zan. And what, what are, do you know their actual names, Simeon? No idea. Okay. Uh, just looking it up really quick to, like, to see how, how badly I, I botched the Wonder Twins names. It's Zan and Jaina. I thought it was double Z. I was correct on the Zan. Didn't realize it was Jaina. Um, ah. could have been. And, uh, and then, uh, Darkstone, Mr. I don't know who this was, commented on the Facebook video after I just lost Batman and he said, it's a big oof, which I will concur. 
that is how I felt. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, so yeah, let's let's go ahead Very and cool. jump into the community section. Oh, I see what you. There are dozens of us. Dozens. Nah, see, I'm slow on the uptake, but I I see what you did there, and I uh, you're fired. It's easy to say that. I got Jim Hammond now. I don't need you, but uh, last last Tuesday, every Tuesday, we ask you a sweet question called Community Tuesdays, and what what did we say, Simeon? We said, do you hope to see the Fantastic Four in more sets besides just a Fantastic Four exclusive set, like them sprinkled yeah, yeah, in yeah. side characters, stuff like that, like. We, that's what we hope to have happen, but it could be an X-Men deal for like the longest time we don't see X-Men besides in an X-Men set. So, do you want to see right. them intermixed in other Marvel sets? What, give us like the first three. We're coming up on like okay. an hour and a half here. Just give us like the first three on old Facebook. Yeah, yeah. So most, we got six responses on Facebook. I think most people, uh, this was kind of like a softball question, but most people just said, uh, 100%. Um, yes, of course, like, this was like a no-brainer kind of thing. So first on Facebook is Rick Ryan, who said, 100% would have been great to have had them in Battleworld or the Avengers Black Panther Illuminati set. Would have fit right nicely. So I couldn't agree more with that one. I agree. We had uh, Vigilante Jedi Legend said, without a doubt, so many incomplete story arcs, team-ups over the years. Yeah. Uh DC superfan James Craddock says, I want all Marvel sets to be based on storylines. No more character slash team themes. Grab the issue off the rack. There is your lineup and power sets done. I agree with this to a point. I agree Um, with it, yeah. I can see it. Like, Superior Foes of Spider-Man was such a great comic run, but it wouldn't have filled out a full set, in my opinion. There wasn't enough to, like, fill out a full set. So I'm okay when, like, the chase theme is slightly different or when they sprinkle in some other stuff in, like, smaller storylines. When it comes to the Fantastic Four, they could have just grabbed, like, the Hickman run, and there's so many different yeah. variations. Like, the Council of Reeds alone would be an amazing, like, sub-theme or just, like, full theme, whatever. Um, that's, like... a the Council of Reeds was that was done before the Council of Ricks for Rick and Morty fans, uh, with high. Oh, gross! Cubes. Don't don't mention um, those people. I hate those people. Don't. Let's not. Pickle, funniest thing I nope, ever saw. No, it's not. Um, it's anyhow, so hilariously uh, unfunny. So, the Council of Reeds was just Reeds across the multiverse, collecting other Reeds to solve like not only universal problems but like multiversal problems. So like they at Reed one Richards point they is literally so full of himself. So yeah. full of himself. I, this is what I like. You think you can solve, you can't solve your own marriage, dude. Let's stop before you think you can solve the universe's problems. Let's take a breather well, there, what bud. The main 616 read was like, I can't be a part of this because I like my family too much. And all the other reads were like, ha, family. We save billions of lives a day. Um, so yeah, who's the bad guy there? Uh, yeah. I'm not going to make that call, <laughs> but all right. No, I like that answer a lot. I think. To a point, right? So if if it's a summer event, War of Light, uh, Fear Itself, it should just have, like, the characters that were the most important for whatever story, right? But if we're just making, like, a Black Panther set and we just made based it off one Black Panther storyline, people are going to be upset that they didn't cover this storyline, that storyline, et cetera, et cetera, right? So it's, there's always going to be some win and lose with these sets. Yeah. But at least some have characters stuff. that fit the storylines. Don't make a Captain America and, and the Avengers set and then make several super rares that are not Avengers nor related to Captain America. 
All right, I'm sorry, being salty. Uh, let's go to uh, Vigilante, whatever he is, Chance McCall, cool guy. A secret invasion update would be nice. The old ones were cool for the time, and scrolls seem to be a thing again. Oh, yeah, scrolls are way better. I would love to see more scrolls for sure. Secret invasion would be great. Yeah. I like the new uh, team ability that is now beautiful team ability. Beautiful. Um, Jeff Polier on Facebook says, when appropriate, sure. Examples would be the would be Thing in a West Coast Avengers set, Mr. Fantastic and Invisible Woman in an Inferno-based set, and Human Torch in an Inhuman set. I'd love to see Thing-based Marvel 2-in-1 set. That'd be a great set for the team-up card mechanic, but all of the required characters are the Thing. The super rares or chases could be duo figures that all include the Thing. Hmm. I don't that know what the... Neat. I don't know what the last half of that was about. I... I must have missed if that was if that's hmm. a comic reference. I don't know. Thing based Marvel two in one set. If that was just like the I thing don't know how many team up with the thing people. has had. Yeah, but yeah, interesting, interesting. I'm gonna go ahead uh, for my last one. Uh, old Jean Luc for Anarchy here said, "I just want a thing with WWE powers," and I could not agree more. Some unlimited cr- class wrestling figures with WWE exclusive powers. I don't know if we'll ever see. WWE powers make it into the normal game, right? Because then they're in the normal pack. And that honestly yeah. kind of devalues WWE pieces a little bit, to be real with you. But a yeah. thing that can choose powers and then you can play him with WWE figures would be pretty cool. A, a specifically wrestling-style thing that maybe doesn't get WWE powers, but has the ability to choose them would be pretty sweet. I think that'd be awesome. And that's my last one on Twitter. All right. Moving on to a Jedi legend, Hero Clicks. Oh, ah. Tip of the week. Ooh, ah. You don't want to sell me death sticks. I don't want to sell you death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life. I want to go home and rethink my life. So he said, it's true. Despite being adjacent to a stealth opposing character, hidden and hindering, you can't outwit them because you cannot target them. It's pretty cool. But, yeah, it's been like that forever, right? I mean, even before they changed that wit, I believe. So if you can't draw a line of fire to them, if you cannot target them, you cannot use that wit. You can punch them all you want, but you can't say, no, 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 you can't use that thing or whatever. It's just the yeah, way it's you, been, and it sucks. And stealth and hero clicks, you have to pretend like stealth and hero clicks is not the same as, like, in D&D and other variations. You're not, like, truly hidden. You're just, like, very obscured, so they can't, like, shoot at you. But, yeah. like, if they're in the bush next to you, they can punch you. They might not be able to see what you're wearing to, like, be like, ah, I need to outwit, you know, his his armor and figure a way to get through it. But they can still, like, hit you. They still know where you are. Because, um, yeah, it's hard to, like, it, and I think they kind of get around this. This is a complete side tangent that has nothing to do with the Jedi Legend tip. So go ahead and disregard this. But, um... There's no way to, like, place a figure in hindering and be like, he's in stealth, and then just take him off the board and be like, hey, opponent, where is he at? He's he's gone. Like, you can't you can't abase him because you don't know where he is. That's how it works in, like, some games where you just don't have that information. But in a tabletop setting where you can physically see the character on the map and you know where he's at, so you can move your characters to there, even though thematically your characters don't know he's there, um... It just doesn't work that way. So I think that's why they have, like, that Batman that can hop between hindering 
they've got a couple characters that can just pop through hindering. Um, what's the other one that can do that from Captain America? Spider-Man. He can, like, bounce from, like, hindering to hindering. I think they've tried to kind of improve stealth with that. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's true. That's true. So it's it's kind of like where am I kind of thing. I'll, I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. It's pretty cool. But uh, all right, if that's if that's enough about Simeon's rant, um, just disregard everything Simeon just said there because Lord knows I did. Uh, I was thinking about like the cheese factory and how we don't have one. I think for like three hundred miles. Just oh, just that saying is, that is rough, right? I've never I mean, been to a cheesecake che- like a cheesecake factory. I'm at a cheesecake, not a cheese factory. I mean, there's probably plenty of dairy farms around me, uh, not as many factory. as you would think, but yeah. a cheesecake factory. Never been to one. See it on the Big Bang Theory all the time, and I'm like, what even is a cheesecake factory? I don't think I've been it's there. Not, before. It's not good. I mean, I don't think I didn't think it was. It's like Applebee's with better dessert, but I mean, oh, Applebee's is awful. Unless we're talking goth Applebee's, in which case, oh, it's, no, sorry, that's not the meme. The meme is e-girl Applebee's. Excuse me. I've been spending too much time on Twitter lately, folks. Uh, dial H for Hero Clicks. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, and almost pretty much everywhere. Podcasts are found. We're not SoundCloud rappers, so we're not on SoundCloud. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Simeon's mumble rap will be coming out later this year. It's basically every time he talks hey. to himself during an opponent's turn. Hey. Oh, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll be releasing, we'll be dropping that album later this year, and then my Western Hero Clicks album will come out shortly after. But if you want to send us in questions or just talk to us directly through either Twitter, Facebook, or on our Discord channel, you can also send us questions through our email. Do you still have an email? I know some of y'all rocking that hot, hot, hot mail action still in 2020. Just saying. Maybe update your it's email. It's a fine platform. It's Take not. it by Outlook. It's fine. It's not. Uh, and so you can send us an email at dialhforhearclicks at gmail. Com. Find us on YouTube if you want to watch all our sweet Thursday Throwdown videos. If you still haven't voted in last week's Thursday Throwdown, if you're in the Discord, there's a specific room for Thursday Throwdown, so vote for that. If you're on Facebook or Twitter, just go to our tweets. Check out our around Thursday-ish tweets and uh, check it out there. Or just go to our YouTube channel. Our Thursday Throwdown will be the newest video until this podcast is uploaded. And you can vote in the comment section of that video for what figures you want us to use in Thursday Throwdown. Simeon is building out of Web of Spider-Man. I'm building out of DC 75th. Both great sets. And I imagine everybody knows at least one figure from those sets, whether it be Nightcrawler, Doomsday, the Wonder Twins, you know, uh, Cosmic Spidey. Like, there's great stuff in both those sets. So vote for them if you want to see them played. And we just have tons Sadly, of fun. I don't know if I'll be able to rock the midriff two weeks in a row. So uh, that's it's just too bad for you guys that really wanted to see my belly button. Yeah, again. if you really if you want to look at that, like how I had to look at that to edit uh, the <laughs> thumbnail, and now that is a permanent thing on the YouTube channel, you can check that out. By also, the way, it's guys, a permanent memory ingrained in Calder's brain. It is burned into uh, his something eyeballs. Something I wish I'd never have to see, and it's there. It's there now. It's it's like child flash pajama wearing Simeon with just anyways. Yeah, it's enough about that. Also on the YouTube channel, if you guys go ahead and check out the playlist section, I put every era of the pot almost sorry, almost every era of the podcast into nice little playlists. And I've actually started re-listening from the beginning when I'm just sitting at my computer, you know, doodling around doing whatever. Right. Just checking emails, 
not super important things. And I'm really enjoying it. So I have it in the Golden Age, which is the Hunter Smith, uh, Austin Smith, and Drew Otterson era. Um, there were a lot of episodes with the original three guys that weren't uploaded into YouTube. So I just have what's on YouTube. I, I don't know if I'll be able to figure out how to also upload pictures, but it would be, ha- or upload podcasts from the past. I don't know where I would get files, et cetera, stuff like that, whether I had to rip them off of uh, iTunes, Podbean, Spot. Like, I don't know how I would get those, but, um, I, I wouldn't mind having a complete version of Dialogue Trick Looks on YouTube. You can see it all on Spotify. If you scroll down far enough, you can go to the beginning, all two, 300, yikes, almost at 200, 319 episodes ago. You can check out the beginning from 2013. And then I have the, uh, I don't know if I called it the Bronze or Silver Age era, and that was uh, me and Chris. So the era where it's just uh, Drew Otterson, Chris Britton, and Harry Dempsey for a little bit, that era was, n- none of it was uploaded to YouTube. Uh, Drew was in charge of uploading stuff. And he got none of it on YouTube. It's not a slight against Drew. It's just like a fact. So like none of those episodes are on there, which sucks because the show was pretty solid under Drew's uh, reign and rule. And Chris Burton was hilarious. And Harry Dempsey was a really good guest. Uh, then after that, uh, since that's not there, it just goes into me and Chris being on it, which it, it starts that episode, I think, 169. Nice. Uh, so that's when me and Chris started where it was just Chris and I doing the show. And then, of course, it goes into modern age, where I think it was like 268 or something, uh, Simeon Bruce joins the show, and that's where we are now, called the nice Simeon Bruce. And the I Dippin wrote up a nice era. little... Yeah. The, the what? The Dippin' Dots era. <laughs> Dippin' Dots era? Are you saying, like, yeah. the Jeez. Remember when, like, we thought Dippin' Dots were going to be, like, an actual thing, but now it's just, like, you see it at, like, the state fair, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah Dippin' Dots exist. That's me. You thought I was going to be a thing. Turned out I'm just slightly worse ice cream. That's true. They thought they could like make ice cream better. And it's just like ice cream's just fine. It's good. It's fine yeah. the way it is. If People anything, like, like it. Culver's made ice cream better. It's richer and thicker and just delicious. If you've never been to Culver's, go to Wisconsin, South Dakota. I don't know if they have them in Nebraska, probably. Yeah, a few. Uh, Minnesota. Culver's are freaking awesome. Have the shake. It's like 1,500 calories for a large chocolate shake. And each calorie is worth it. It's beautiful. Culver's is freaking awesome. used to have uh, a give a pint, get a pint promotion, where if you gave a pint of blood, you got a pint of ice cream. uh, That's awesome. So I had a lot of free ice cream. Don't pass out. Okay, we are way off Euroclicks right now. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Sorry, guys. And I'm just trying to close out the show. So, yeah, I did that on YouTube. Check all that stuff out. Uh, thank you for listening to the show. If you want to support the show, like I kind of did my Patreon spiel earlier, I'm not going to do it again. Um, I know I have to do the Patreon ranking up, especially since I changed how ranking up works. I'll do that next week. I didn't have a lot of time to prepare for the podcast this week. We'll get that done next week. Don't worry about it, guys. Uh, I'll try to figure out something to give away for Patreon this month. I don't really know what it is since I'm not getting many new hero clicks in. Uh, but yeah, so if you enjoy what we do, like I said, giving us a dollar a month is like paying 25 cents a podcast. And, um, Maybe we're not worth 25 cents. I don't know, but it does shock and surprise me every time I hear someone say, Oh, I listened to that show. Or when I hear other people say, Oh, XYZ asked like how cool it was that like I was on your show. And I'm like, wow. Um, the fact that anyone listens and that people enjoy this show, um, really warms my heart. And I just, even if you don't support us on Patreon, which is like no big deal. The fact that you listen is huge to me. The fact that like anyone listens to the show, just your support of listening to the show, watching YouTube videos is awesome. And I love it so much. So I really do appreciate you guys like more than anything in the world. Uh, so Simeon, 
do what you got to do and then read us out of here, brother. Cause we're like an hour and 45 minutes about, and it's a little long winded. Yeah. I haven't had water for 45 minutes. So I'm dying. Yeah. I agree. Uh, really love any comment. Um, just knowing that people are listening and, uh, care about making us better or, um, what have you, you know? Uh, so with that, Dial H for Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day. From latest Heroclix singles and sealed products to, oh, I don't know, maybe there's a Martian Manhunter that's on sale right now. He's the uh, 046 Rare for $7.99, and uh, that's a pretty good deal. So check them out, CoolStuffInc.com. Happy trails. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.